0: must never let the weight of this combination endanger our liberties or democratic
1: process. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. I have a dream. Welcome to Great Men Back Then. Here's your host, Lauren Scott. You are listening to Radio Free Hillsdale, 101.7 FM. My name is Lauren Scott, and welcome back to Great Men Back Then, the show where we talk about great people in American history. Today, I am joined by Tracy Wilson. She is a senior studying English as her major, and she actually has three minors journalism, Spanish, and classical education. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. So today, Tracy is going to talk about her maternal grandfather who grew up in the Great Depression and fought in a couple American wars. And so she's just going to go through his life and tell us a little bit about him. So why don't we start at the beginning whenever he grew up during the Great Depression? What was that like for him?
0: Yeah, so uh, my grandfather, um, his name was Roland Benjamin Armstrong Um, he went by Benny as a kid and then later Ben um, in his adult life so uh, in the depression um, he was the oldest of four at that time um, and his dad died when he was I think like eight or nine years old Um, and it was really difficult for his family because his mom was the only one working in their household so she was supporting um, her mother-in-law and she was supporting her four kids And she worked as an egg candler, which is basically like a factory worker who makes sure the eggs sold for consumption don't have a bird in them. So it's like holding up like a little light and like making sure. So obviously not a glamorous job. um, And that was the only job that was supporting their whole family. So um, like I said, he was the oldest. He was just a kid um, when his dad died and his mom remarried this like rough railroad worker who wasn't very nice um to my grandpa and they had a couple more kids um and so uh because of the great depression and just like not having a lot of income um they had to give my grandpa away to go live with his aunt so um just at that point in his life there he had faced a lot of adversity for su- being such a young kid. So one story that I always heard about him uh, when when I was growing up is during the Depression, he used to eat bread sandwiches, which is basically just a piece of bread folded in half, which I think is so sad. And it is very sad. It is. Um, and even like later in life, he would still eat that, except he added mustard to it, which I don't know. I think it just shows that when you go through something traumatic like that growing up, it's it can be kind of hard to shake those habits like even when you're an adult um and I know like there were other things from the depression that I think were hard to get rid of mentally like I know he kind of saw that even things of small value they were valuable to him because he grew up in a time where he just didn't have anything so um yeah I mean I think he had a very difficult childhood but he was able to rise out of that um, he was born in 1919 to his parents, Elsie Marie Ferris and Benjamin Franklin Phillips in rural Missouri. One other thing is, uh, so he was born with the last name Phillips, which is his dad's last name. Um, and then when his mom got remarried to the railroad worker, um, he actually took on his last name Armstrong, even though he was had to be like 10, maybe 11 years old at that point. So that's another thing I kind of think is interesting is, I mean, I don't know if it meant a lot to him as a kid, but at least for me, I would definitely feel like part of my identity was erased if I just changed my name at that late in my life. And because of that, like that was my mom's maiden name was Armstrong instead of Phillips, which was actually like her real uh, paternal grandfather's last name. So you said he went to live with his aunt and uncle yes
1: and then so how long do you know about how long he lived with them and then what he
0: went on to do after that yeah i think he lived with them until he graduated high school and then after that i know he went to a couple of different colleges um kind of bouncing around he went to aeronautical school for a little bit which is interesting um eventually this was like later um he graduated from a central baptist theological seminary um And then he was a missionary for some time, and then he also served in the military. Um, He was a chaplain um, in the Korean War, uh, but I know he also fought, or I I shouldn't say fought, I know he also served during World War II and the Vietnam War. Do you know where he traveled whenever he was a missionary? So when my grandpa was an adult um, in the 50s, he... uh, So he had a Spanish degree um, from uh, the University of Missouri, which we would call Mizzou in Missouri. And um, because of that, he was able to be a missionary to uh, pastor to Cuban refugees. Um, So that was uh, through the Baptist Home Missionary Program in Tampa, Florida. So tell me a little bit more about
1: his involvement in all of the wars, if you can name them all, and kind of what his role was
0: in all of them. So, um, he was involved in World War II, the Vietnam War, and the Korean War. I know the most about the Korean War. I know that he was a chaplain, um, and he would often visit, like, uh, local orphanage schools. Um, we have photographs of his time during the Korean War, and there's this one really sweet picture of him just, like, beaming, surrounded by a ton of happy kids, which I just, I think it's really sweet, and I just think it shows his servant heart, um, I have a list of some of his medals, Uh, so for example, he earned the National Defense Service Medal with one oak leaf cluster, um, Armed Forces Expeditionary Medal, Vietnam Service Medal with four bronze service stars, uh, Republic of Vietnam Campaign Medal with 60 device. He was a major um, in the military and Overall during his time of service, um he was part of the Royal Air Force, um the US Army Air Corps, and he was, like I said, a US Army chaplain. Um his nickname was Chappie, which I think is really cute, that he was like loved enough to get a nickname. Did they call him Chappie because he was the chaplain? That's what I would think, yes.
1: So do you guys have him being a chaplain, do you guys maybe have
0: like any of his like remaining notes or maybe a bible of his I I remember like going to his funeral uh when I was a kid it was in 2008 and I just remember like they shot guns into the air I don't know if that's typical for military funerals um but they did that to honor his time in the military and they gave us one of those little folded triangle flags so that's the only thing that I really remember about that Another interesting fact is he was baptized as a teenager after a personal acceptance of his faith, which I just find inspiring because um, it's kind of similar to my own story. I was baptized as a teenager, so um, I think it's just an important event in his life as a faithful person.
1: You are listening to Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. My name is Lawrence Scott, and this is Great Men Back Then, the show where we talk about great people in American history. Today, I am joined by Tracy Wilson, a senior at Hillsdale College studying English, journalism, Spanish, and classical education. Today, she is talking about her maternal grandfather, Roland Benjamin Armstrong, and how he grew up during the Great Depression. She even tells a story about how they were so poor that he would often have to eat bread sandwiches, which is just a piece of bread folded over. But not only did he grow up during the Great Depression, he was able to make a life for himself and participate in three different American wars and all while being a great father and husband. So stick around if you want to hear Tracy talk more about her grandfather and this amazing man in American history. So we've kind of discussed like who you're grandfather was as you know a person in the military and who he was as a child but also he obviously had a family
0: because you're here so tell me a little bit about his wife and his kids yeah so he was married to my grandma Etheline for 63 years um and they had three kids uh, my aunt Susan my uncle Mark and my mom Sarah my mom and my aunt are 16 years apart so he uh she was um So he was a little bit older when she was born. Um, She was born in Germany while he was stationed there. Um, And I know like that when he had kids, he was kind of away a lot just from being in the military. Um, But I know the family would make attempts to kind of like meet up. I think they, like my grandma met him in Japan one time to like, you know, just see each other. So I know that he tried to be there for them in the ways that he could even though he wasn't always physically there um so one thing is he would write letters to my mom which is really sweet and she actually has saved a lot of them i, I saw them a few years ago and one of them he was like asking about her pet fish and it's just like so sweet and cute and mm-hmm. um like that he wanted to hear about her life even though he was far away Um, Another letter, I don't think this was when he was in the military, per se, but it says, I owe you one choker, because it was the 70s, and my mom really wanted a choker necklace, and he had drawn a little (laughs) picture of this guy, like, choking somebody, (laughs) so I think he, he was just kind of like, you know, the corny dad jokes, you know, just um, you know, always wanting to like provide for his family and make them laugh and be there for them. So he sounds like he was a really good dad. And I have like a few memories of him as a grandpa. Like I said, he died when I was kind of young, but, um, yeah, I think he's just the type of guy who always wanted to be there for his family. I have, uh, these pictures of him like playing, With my dolls with me on the floor, even though he's like an old guy, it looks uncomfortable for him in the picture. Um, But I don't know, it's just like sweet to me how much he wanted to be there for others. So, does your mom have any
1: memories from living abroad, or maybe a special memory like
0: about her dad? Yeah. Um. So one of the memories, uh, she she's told me a few memories from when she was in Germany. What I understand is that she lived in Germany on and off until she was about nine and she lived on the military base. And, um, she, because she went to school on the military base, she spoke English. Like everyone spoke English. She didn't really learn German, but she said she learned enough German to go to the candy store and ask for candy, which I just think is funny. And, um, she, you know, kind of like how kids will be in like a random like summer camp or something similar to that. Her mom put her in the circus and had to (laughs) and her mom uh had to take her out of the circus because they were going on to the eastern block so those are like the memories that my mom has told me of her time growing up in germany um what was she doing in the circus (laughs) um i think she was like kind of like a flyer you know like i think she said they're like throw her to the top of the pyramid But she was just a kid. I mean, it was just kind of, like, a fun activity for her. She wasn't, like, training to be a circus member or anything. It was just, like, you know, some activity she did. What was, like, the benefit of that? Like, did she get paid or was it just, like, a fun experience? Like, why did your grandma see that as something beneficial? (laughs) I honestly have no idea. I feel like, yeah, it was just kind of one of those random things that, like, you want your kid to have something to do. So you just sign them up for something. That's kind of my impression is, like, it was just kind of, like, a fun little activity uh i don't know if she was paid for it but wow so your grandpa (laughs) being in service overseas led Mm -hmm. to your mom being in the circus but that's like such a small part of her life so (laughs) you know that's just when she was a kid it's a it's a very fun story to tell it is nonetheless
1: you are listening to radio free hillsdale 101.7 fm my name is lauren scott and this is great men back then the show where we talk about great people in American history. Today, I am joined by Tracy Wilson, a senior at Hillsdale College, studying English, journalism, Spanish, and classical education. Today, she is talking about her maternal grandfather, Roland Benjamin Armstrong, and how he grew up during the Great Depression. She even tells a story about how they were so poor that He would often have to eat bread sandwiches, which is just a piece of bread folded over. But not only did he grow up during the Great Depression, he was able to make a life for himself and participate in three different American wars, and all while being a great father and husband. So stick around if you want to hear Tracy talk more about her grandfather and this amazing man in American history. So tell me a little bit more about his life as an adult, his relationship with his siblings. What do you you know about that?
0: Yeah, so uh, my understanding is that his siblings kind of looked up to him and respected him uh, as kind of like the leader, like the smart one, um, just because uh, he was the first one in their family to graduate from college and just because I think, you know, their family was kind of turned upside down. Uh, you know, with their dad passing away and their mom getting remarried. So he was kind of like the leader, older sibling who had gotten them through all that and going to college, you know, it just kind of like set him apart as a role model for them. Um, he loved learning. And um, ultimately he became a Sp- an adjunct Spanish professor at Drury University. <clears throat> um, and he was well loved by his students. I remember one time as a kid, uh, we were looking at some VHS tapes that he had um, and there was this Rugrats one that I was interested in because um, I think, like, we had that VHS at home. And he said, oh, don't touch that one. A student gave that to me. at special. And I think he, he was just a really sweet guy. He cared really a lot sweet. about the people he interacted with. So
1: I see there is a similarity between you and your grandpa that you minored in Spanish. Yes. And
0: he taught Spanish. Yes. I think that's pretty cool. I think the more that I learn about his life the more similarities that I see which is really cool because I think a lot of times we think of grandparents as just you know people maybe who lived a long time ago or who we don't have a lot of common with in common with especially if they were uh, living through different cultural events but I just think it's interesting that we do have a lot of the same interests and we have been through some similar things um, and I think it just goes to show that you know our grandparents had really interesting lives too and you know if they're still alive we should make every effort to talk to them about it my mom once told me that he had a of like a childlike like personality um, just because growing up in the depression he didn't really have a good childhood so I think just that was another thing that carried over to his adult life is I think he just really you know enjoyed those kind of more like simple fun things that kids would enjoy you know like the Rugrats movie like things like that I think were just appealing because he didn't have a childhood full of like playing and you know childhood fun that most people get to have. What kind
1: of influence do you think it had on your mom and her siblings to grow up with a dad who came from poverty and then, you know, kind of grew up to
0: make something of himself and serve in the military and kind of give back to his country? I think, well, I know my mom and her two siblings are very frugal. um, So I think that was definitely one impact is I think he gave them the idea that you shouldn't waste your resources. um, You know, you should be careful with the resources that you have. Um, And that's something that still is in my family today. Um, And yeah, I think he was just a good role model for them. Yeah, because he grew up in the depression and that, like I said, they didn't have a lot. Um, He really did not like to be wasteful. Um, And so that kind of rubbed off on my mom and in my family growing up. um, My mom was definitely big on not wasting things, um, especially, if you don't need to, like if you think you might need something later, like you should just hang on to it so that you won't have to go and buy it again, um, which I think is a good mindset to have. I just know it was kind of hard for him because it came from a place of those difficult memories of not having a lot. And it's kind of interesting to think about when we
1: think of the Great Depression in the 1930s, we feel like that's kind of so far removed from us and this it's just something that we read about, but then like talking to you and hearing about your grandpa's experience and how his experience during that time influenced the way that your mom was raised and then influenced the way that you were raised. So it's, it's really not that far removed even from us.
0: No, it's not. Um, and part of why it was able to be that way is because my grandpa was older when my mom was born and my mom was older when I was born. So normally you wouldn't have a grandparent that was born so long ago. Um, but it just kind of worked out that way that those two generational gaps were so big that i was able to have a grandparent who lived through the great depression
1: all right tracy well thank you so much for joining us today thank you for having me you have been listening to great men back then i am your host lauren scott on radio free hillsdale 101.7 fm come back next week as we talk about another great person in american history